This is the No Relation Podcast. Uh, my, uh, my car got broken into today. Good. By who? Don't know. What did you, they steal like an uh, iPhone charging cord and some Tic Tacs and about 38 cents worth of change? No, they stole my uh, my knife and a flashlight. Oof. I'd be really so upset about the flashlight. So they can do more <laughs> break-ins, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm upset because the flashlight had a magnet. So if like you're looking underneath your hood, like in the middle of the night or something, oh, you flash ooh. the flashlight. That was a really good Christmas present from our aunt. Yeah, that's, a, that's that's tough to replace emotionally. <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I also ten dollars, but <laughs> I also know you haven't changed the batteries in it, so that guy's going to be kind of pissed off that, when he tries to turn it on. <laughs> I'm more impressed that they were probably able to pull it off of like because I know it was it was stuck to the bottom, like the little like side tray I had in my door. I know it was stuck to the bottom of that because I haven't moved that in probably since I bought the car. So. My friend's car got broken into in Hawaii and his golf clubs and like a bunch of like clothes and shoes are in the back of in the trunk of his car. And they didn't get that. They just stole his registration and left. <laughs> just the most inconvenient thing. Not like anything of value, just something where now he had to he just had to go to the DMV. <laughs> well, they were trying they were probably trying to get his his identification. That's a if they steal the right registration, it has your social security and address and stuff. That like. motherfucker's broke. <laughs> the fun thing about being, because he was still in school. I always said when we were in school, if y'all rob me, I have negative money. <laughs> I'm down $60,000. You're simply broke. Like You're not going to gain anything from robbing me, homie. Yeah, got you get, you get my social security number. Woohoo, good. Try to put some credit in my name. Go ahead. You have a better credit score than me, literally. I guarantee I've, it. I, I've been trying for the past couple of years. Let me know if you're able to do it. <laughs> Seriously. Maybe you know a secret I don't. <laughs> Don't try to get any simple bank loan under uh, $500. Oh, God, if that goes through, I'm going to be more impressed that it actually could work. Take my social security card right right from under me and that you're going to give it back four days later with a note that says my bad. Well, yeah. Child, did you call the police? No, no, I haven't. Okay. You going to? Should I? Uh, Well, it's, they use that knife, you know, and it has your fingerprints on it. Uh, you can become, you can become a suspect. That sounds like a free afternoon off of work. I think I think it's worth it. <laughs> Your alibi will be I was literally asleep at my desk when you guys called. I was getting berated by my boss. <laughs> Could possibly have been my knife. <laughs> Actually, when you think about that, it's kind of a good idea. <laughs> right? I couldn't wait to come down here. <laughs> Do you have Honestly, little like finger sandwiches or anything? You could oh, a Keurig. <laughs> I heard if you snitch, you get like water and McDonald's or something like that. Can I? <laughs> Do I get that? We took this at my lunch break, so we can. <laughs> you would take it on your lunch break. Oh, what a communist you are! <laughs> oh no, I would just imagine I'd be there for several hours. So is that what they're? Yeah, my boss would be like, the police just called. They need me Friday, Monday, and Tuesday. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> they also said you have to pay me or you guys get fired, too. I don't know. It's, just... <laughs> it's an ongoing investigation. I can't really talk about it, but I'll see you guys in December. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they have me as an honorary. It's like a celeb shot and, and uh, you know, cup pong. I'm, I'm an honorary uh, 
I'm a celeb cop. That's what I am. <laughs> they can't help it. I'm a deputy. They gave me a badge. <laughs> no, I'm I'd probably I'm, I'm more inclined to actually go ahead and do the police report just because like I don't want them to inconvenience the Saturday I have or something. Just like I get a call or a knock on you the think, door saying, hey. You think they're gonna work on a Saturday? <laughs> I don't know, probably. <laughs> For a flashlight and a pocket knife haven't come on. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like if I have to be questioned about it or something. You think they're I'm gonna... so sorry. The, uh, this $36 case isn't at the top of my list. I've got better things to do in Dayton. <laughs> Believe One it or third not. of the county has OD in the last four days, which we'll get we'll get right on your right on your flashlight. <laughs> um well, well, hey, Evan, you can use a drone and just go find it. That's what you got your drone ah, license for. Exactly. That should have been your first thought. Get that drone in the air. <laughs> Wheels off the ground, baby. Let's solve this case. Yeah, you're right. Why do we need a fucking cop? We got a fucking drone pilot. <laughs> if Scooby-Doo had drones, those episodes would be six minutes long. <laughs> You think Velma would fuck the would fuck Shaggy if there was if there was a drone? Huh? You think that let's was that? Start. Let's start the let's start the podcast. <laughs> All right, this is the this is no relation. This is no relation podcast. You got uh, other the podcasts? Huh? Why do you say that? Like you had another podcast that you do? Like is this one no relation or? <laughs> you know, it's I'm it's just Grandma's Boy podcast. <laughs> it's been a minute. You know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, this is no relation podcast. This is Alex. This is Joe signing on. Oh, this is Evan. Mm-hmm. See, he does the same thing. He forgot where he was at. I was that twin telepathy. You guys, are, you guys are both kind of dumb. Yeah. Uh oh, speaking of Scooby Doo, you know that was like the worst television program like in history, that new remake they had that went on to uh I think it was like Cartoon Network or something. Was it animated or did they do live action? It's on it's on HBO Max. It's like uh, it's about Velma. Dude, I think yeah, she's black animated. too, and I think she's Both. lesbian. Yeah, so uh, there you go. <laughs> she like cusses now too, or something in it, like it's something like that. It's supposed to be like yeah, an adult version like of Scooby Doo. Who who is that for? <laughs> I, I, I always like wonder. Targeting, I think they're targeting like you know, like us, like the people like grew up watching Scooby Doo as a kid, and like oh, like you know, like I like to watch something funny, but like, yeah, but know, the. The the point of doing shows like that is to trigger your nostalgia. Like, there's no nostalgia associated with Scooby Doo if you're going to change the characters completely. You know what I mean? Well, I think they're just how everything's doing a reboot. I think they're just doing that, but with this, and it's probably not that good of an idea. That's what I like about SpongeBob. It's been the same stupid ass Sponge for the past, I think, twenty years now. The, no have you watched it recently? They are really leaning into the fact that all these kids like violence and have ADD because it is it is tough to watch. I'm not just saying that from like an I'm old and salty standpoint. I'm saying like it is objectively like there's just a lot going on. It's a lot of a lot of loud noises and flashing and a lot of weird shit going on in SpongeBob, like more than before. I mean, I don't even know how you would appeal to a kid now. I, I yeah, I don't think you can. <laughs> Isn't it like I, I mean like, they? They all just like TikToks and shit. Like it's just like exactly. I'm surprised SpongeBob isn't three minutes long. Well, that's the there's no like way to do a long form show for kids this age because their their bar for stimulation is too high unless it's like just flashing lights and things exploding and screaming every two seconds. So it's too much for me to watch, but I get it. 
But um, what was I about to say? No, I don't remember. See, this is it, it works on me too. I don't have the fucking attention span for shit anymore. I was expecting Evan to say something. He just stared at me, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have nothing to say. Thank you. I we fucking <laughs> gathered that. <laughs> hey, we drop both, Emma. Yeah. So they're they're. Thinking Why do you about... keep asking these questions? Like they're difficult, or like there's something yeah. to debate there. <laughs> well, did you think that was going to be our breakout moment? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucked up. I'll fuck up. Daphne. I'll fuck Fred. I'm, I'm, I'm an adult. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Scrappy. Um, uh, I wanted to ask you guys about this. Did you guys see that there uh, there's scientists somewhere? I don't know where the fuck they are. Uh, they somehow, I think, gathered about some millions of dollars and they're going to put together all the genes uh, to bring back the woolly mammoth. We're doing Jurassic Park now in real life. There's a there's a movie about why that's a bad idea. Well, yeah. those movies are stupid because they're just like, oh, whoops, we left the cage open. Like, <laughs> hopefully, we're a little better than that, or not. Well, you, I don't know. No, we're not. You see the Dallas Zoo? There was like a leopard that got out, but they said that's not harmful. And then someone just stole uh like a like a precious monkey. Uh, yeah. so you think I don't? I think if they make a woolly mammoth, I don't see weren't weren't woolly mammoths like pretty serious creatures if you came across them or some shit. They were rather large, yes. Were yeah, they dangerous? Like they were the size of elephants, but they were more about that action. <laughs> hmm. As far as as far as I've gathered in my anthropological work, um, yeah, I've but, never seen a woolly man with my own eyes. I don't even know if they existed for real, for real. What what are we? What what's the point? Or like why why woolly mammoths of anything? I mean, I I've, I it's probably so a bitch can make a jacket. If we're being honest, but I, I don't. I, I don't know why else. Is that what it is? Like, we'll just start mass producing them for good meat and fur coats? Because I can get behind that, to be honest. Well, yeah, it got weird to kill elephants for some reason. So now they want to kill a mammoth problem. <laughs> Man, I thought that was a pretty big story no one wanted to talk about. Why the fuck are they making a thing that's dead? They should make a... What other... What animals would y'all like to see come back out? Come back they out like of retirement? clone like a monkey and a human together. And it's honestly the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life. And they don't want to put it did down. They? I'm not sure if this is a conspiracy. I don't know if they did that. Like... Was it just a black <laughs> man? Did they just make another black man? I heard you the first time. Was it it's just LeBron skin. James? It was a light, was a light skin. <laughs> they just made LeBron just getting mad because he didn't get a foul call no actually if you guys want to look it up it's honestly the creepiest thing i think i've ever seen i'm not gonna look it up because it's made up evan that's not a thing <laughs> did i tell you guys about the uh the ai uh they made the robots are actually racist okay i'm racist it, uh, yeah it sounds about right i mean are we yeah, because oh <laughs> whoa <laughs> Oh yeah, it's they're racist because all the AI, it's like they they just because they feed off the computers and stuff. So it's actually just robots are j just like programmed to be racist. That makes sense. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> what are we supposed to be surprised? What they're reaction probably, do you want? And and if we want to go further, they're probably right. 
Imagine be, being called the getting a hard ER from Sonny the robot. Like, <laughs> would you be surprised? Be, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, apparently, scientists are working super duper hard to make them not racist. <laughs> <laughs> They're like working like really hard. <laughs> What's going to happen faster? Um, don't find my flashlight or um, AI not being racist. Uh, the flashlight. <laughs> I think I think both efforts are about as hard as one another. <laughs> I checked out of the desk, man. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> but but this robot can twerk. <laughs> we made this one twerk. It is it, it calls you a nigger, but it twerks. <laughs> I couldn't get that kink out, but you know, it gives lap dances. <laughs> hmm. All right, uh, mammoths were covered. What else what is else? there, guys? There was a lot of sports things this week. Um, do you guys want to talk about the NFL or the NBA? Let's start there. Well, they're, they're both scripted and rigged, so what's the point? That was a fun uh, week on, on Twitter. Hey, and wait, Facebook. Joe, how's watching sports in like a country where uh, – it's either you either miss the sports games or you wake up and they're on, right? It depends. Like East Coast primetime games that start at like eight o'clock are at like eleven in the morning here, so that's really not that bad. Um, and a really good excuse for me to hit a hit a you know just like a lunch special, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, at a at a little pub. Um, but uh, like the UFC fights that were on super late, like that, I couldn't watch because they were on. A, I don't remember when they started, but it was late as fuck. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's all right. It's it's I'm like it's I'm able to catch primetime games that are nationally televised and that's about it. But streamy still works. So knock on wood. Do uh, bars have most of the games you want to watch, too? Yeah, because it's nice because like the sports that are on primetime in Australia come on, you know, like six, seven, eight o'clock. So, you know, an, an 11 a.m. NBA game they're going to show just because that's the only sport that's on at the moment. Hmm. So it's it's been nice. I got to see two Knicks games, and everybody keeps like, "Why the fuck are you a Knicks fan?" Like, I barely know anything about the NBA, and I know that's a bad choice. And I'm like, "Don't worry about it. Just you guys well, get worry about cricket, and I'll I'll do me over here." All they really know is like LeBron and Steph Curry, pretty much, right? Like that's pretty much it, right? They actually do like basketball over here. If you think about it, there's a decent like there's Patty Mills, there's Joe Ingles, there was Bogut. Like Kyrie Irving has some ties to there too. Ben Simmons, yeah, uh, Ben Simmons. Everybody's like, yeah, I used to like Ben Simmons, and now I don't really fuck with that dude. I was like, oh, you guys are fans. Like <laughs> you guys are. You got your finger on the pulse of it, then. Um. So yeah, they 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 like the NBA. They know what's going on. They got their own little league here. All the dudes that you forgot about in college is just like, oh wait, I remember him from the 2017 uh tournament run. Oh, that's nice. Yes. They also yeah. um like uh when I was there, I wanted to watch the All Star game, <laughs> and I would go to the casino. They have a sports betting bar there, and like I mean, this is back before I was Jesus betting. Jesus Christ, Evan! This is before I was betting. <laughs> I just went there to go watch the game, but that's also sure where I did. saw the most most black people in Australia. <laughs> oh, they'll find yeah, a place to sports bet. Correct. Correct. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from that. I, I really don't want to get into gambling because it'll take about two weeks before I stop doing sports I care about. And I'm like, you know, at the track watching dog races and shit. Well, you don't have a job, so you have to make some money somehow. Correct. Correct. And gambling is the most surefire way to make, but you gotta, all you gotta do is double your money a couple of times 
No, just do some small bets. But like, I mean, just do a lot of small bets and you'll get it. All you got to do is get the losses out the way first. Once you get your losses out the way, then you're solid. Statistically, that's exactly how it works. Um, Um, But yeah, let's uh, let's talk about some of the sports things that's happened. Um, So... Where do you guys want to start? Do you guys want to start with the WNBA player that went to New York, or do you guys want to start uh, with um... – Candace Parker went to Vegas, by the way. Mm. Okay. Stewie went to New York. Oh, okay. That's it. You, oh, mm. you guys want to start with a Pro Bowl? Be- uh, that's the best sleep I think I've gotten in a good minute. <laughs> <laughs> I I the N or the NFL I I want to talk about this. The NFL has been doing everything they can to save their brand because pretty much probably three times a year in a primetime game. We're not even talking about just games because this happens all the time, but in a primetime game, we'll just watch somebody either get paralyzed or die. Um it happened with Tua multiple times. Um well, you know, it happened somebody gets paralyzed like once a year. Um, and then, you know, in one of the biggest games of the season this year, a dude had a heart attack on the field. And the NFL is trying to save their brand and say, like, you know, we're not gladiators. We're trying to make the sport safe, blah, blah, blah. You know your sport is fucked when you can't even play your sport when you're doing the All-Star game. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they get all of the best players from the t- from every team, and they're like, hey, so we're going to have an All-Star game, but we can't play football because it's too dangerous. <laughs> So we're going to just watch you guys play hacky sack and have that be the all-star weekend. What's crazy to me is the people that say that this whole thing is scripted. If they, if they if all the NFL, every game is scripted. I feel like someone came up with a more creative idea than to do whatever the fuck that was all, uh, all day yesterday. That was, a, <laughs> I, I've taken some naps watching sports before. That was a good sleep. That was melatonin on TV. That was incredible. I had a good night's rest. Just, oh my god, it's a complete rim cycle I went through. Bam! If I like, I actually can't think of like who has the time and energy to watch NFL players jump off a trampoline to try and catch a ball while landing on a mat. Like I just can't possibly fathom people seeing that and be like, "Yo, I am dumb entertained right now. This is really exciting for me." If the dunk contest has been falling off, what makes you guys think that that would work? I got to be honest, guys. I thought it was thoroughly entertaining. I thought <laughs> I was I was thoroughly from those little spurts that I would wake up from my nap, <laughs> and from those little spurts too when I would quit looking at Twitter and uh, look up at the screen. I was like, "Oh, that's actually pretty fun to watch." I thought it was great. It was like watching The Office. It was great. It was some some of the best background noise I've gotten to have in quite some time. Um, I remember I was watching for a second and they were doing the longest drive competition. And I was like, oh, okay. Like there's probably a decent number of golfers here in the pro bowl. Like this might be interesting. Bunch of big dude, big, strong dudes doing the longest, literally two thirds of the guys were like, I've never swung a golf club in my life. I just, I was just on YouTube and golf looks cool. So I'm going to give this a shot. The best drive. I swear to God, I am a bad golfer. I could have smoked them. (laughs) I watched these (laughs) professional athletes. Like one guy got it like 306 yards. And I was like, bro, you have 45 pounds of pure muscle on me. Y'all suck at this. It was pathetic. They can't even, not only are they not playing NFL, but they're not even playing the other sports at a high level. They They didn't play dodgeball. 
the dodgeball. The dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You guys, you guys can talk all you want. I might put the combine on this year because that I didn't know that it was just that good to just toss on. That was that was I was into entertain the flag football. Great, that was a great idea. I was I took that once and saw Tyler Huntley in. I'm just like, you know what? They actually followed through with this, and this is actually pretty impressive. I'm gonna go and, ahead and rest these hey, eyes. You know what? Hey, I liked it. You know why I liked it though? Some of those niggas are handsome. And you know what? They've been hiding beneath that mask all year. I like the idea behind flag football. Let's see, let's see those pearly whites. Let's see what the let's see what that money's going to. You know what I mean? You know Saquon had the dangly dangly earrings out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know what's fucked up? I didn't respect Geno Smith as a quarterback until I saw him spinning that ball in uh, flag football, and I was like, you know what? This guy's got an arm. <laughs> this guy can really, this guy can really sling it if he wants to. And say what you want. Tyler Hunter was out there uh, th- uh, throwing that thing around too. I'm not talking about better that ball than Jared either. Goff. <laughs> better than Jared Goff, that's for sure. Cheeks were going from left to right awfully fast. I respect uh, a lot of the players that were just like, I'm not. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate the Pro Bowl nod. I'm just going to stay home. I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> How many quarterbacks have to say no until they got the Tyler Huntley? A lot. <laughs> because they're like, yeah, I'm not driving to Vegas to get filmed having a water balloon fight. I'm just going to stay home. <laughs> I'll take the cash bonus that comes with being a Pro Bowl player. Who do you think that guy was that had like to sit there and like pick between um um Baker Mayfield or Tyler Huntley? I would have flipped a coin. And honestly, I would have gone with Baker. <laughs> I will play tic-tac-toe with myself. Speaking of tic-tac-toe, do you guys see kick-tac-toe? Oh my god, I will cute idea until they literally had just it was just long snappers, <laughs> just long snappers snapping the ball through into a net. <laughs> it's like what happened to the Pro Bowl, man. They used I to go to Hawaii up. and light each other up, and now I'm watching long snappers. <laughs> what are we doing? I'm just happy they edited that because, like, I know for sure that was about to be an hour and a half long if they didn't do that. That's what you know who deserves uh, a massive, massive bonus is Ryan Clark and the on the field reporters that had to keep up fake enthusiasm for that three days. Good God, that must have been a tough job. Yeah, yeah Robert Rippin III was really out there just like being as enthusiastic as fucking possible. Yeah, he's the only one that probably cared, but everybody else, but they're probably like, oh yeah, Vegas for the weekend? Uh, oh, I don't know, super busy. I don't, just... <laughs> they probably were filling their water bottles with ecstasy just so those guys would not off on the field, though. Can you imagine? I'm sure everybody... You had to interview somebody after they jumped off a trampoline and did a little spinny spin to catch a football? <laughs> honestly, oh, I, I... that was crazy. I'm honestly, dead. I... I, I doubt there was a soul there that wasn't hungover. I don't like I, I yeah, doubt that. True. You can't you're telling me I have to play flag football tomorrow and I'm not supposed to be drunk tonight. I'd like what <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? We're not supposed to drink there. I don't see the point in that. The only person that I saw taking it seriously was Stefan Diggs and his brother. <laughs> the Diggs brothers were taking it serious. That was it. What uh? What do you guys think of like everyone saying the NFL is rigged this past week? It's past rigged. Week, it's not. Know. I don't care. I, it doesn't matter. It's been all over my Facebook uh Facebook feed because I guess I follow a lot of uh follow people like the Bengals. Uh, my my thing is like, all right, you can take a loss. It's it's okay. Like the refs didn't help help them lose that game. 
they lost that game simply off the fact that they had a shitty first half. And you can call holding for damn near every possess, uh, every snap of the ball if you really want to get down to the nickels and dimes and everything. But I've been I've been a, a Steelers fan my whole life, and moving to Cincinnati, I had to deal with a lot of shit because the Steelers always win. But it's always a close game, and it always comes down to the Bengals fucking up in the fourth quarter. What I've been saying since I got to Cincinnati was just win the game convincingly. That's all you got to do. If you're up by 17, that holding call doesn't matter anymore. Just win. Just win. That's all you have to do is just that, win convincingly. That's Stop what I putting was... yourself in a situation where a roughing the passer call is going to w- make or break your season. Just win the game. Also, uh the the guy that hit, did the roughing the passer, what's his name, Osiris or some shit? Osiris. Osi. Yeah, he was at Woody's uh, this following <laughs> weekend. So you know, Woody's. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, he's down bad. He's he's uh, my my ass didn't go to Woody's, bro. I was I was seventeen years old. Like I'm not going in that fucking bar. I'm co- yeah. I'm better than Woody's. <laughs> yeah, he was at he was at Woody's. So you know, bro, take that the one with the free hot years dogs. Yeah, no, 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 no. That was Murphy's. Uh, uh, oh, Woody's is even worse. No, Woody's is worse than that. <laughs> Murphy's yeah, no. is somehow still like a like an upperclassman bar. I don't know why, but <laughs> it was upperclassman bar with an underclassman feel. Woody's yeah. is always 17 and up. So yeah. I was 17 I walk walking Woody's. around like, damn, these kids are young. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm never coming back here. This is awful. <laughs> you're only 17. You're damn near a senior citizen. For real. That's the type you of place where you walk up to the bar and I'm like, you you go, I would like a beer. And they're like, yeah, kid, whatever. <laughs> and they just hand you <laughs> Put in context, me and Joe were there. I think we were both 20, 22 at the time. It was like our last like week of college. We just wanted to see what it was like just to like mosey around all the freshman slots for once. Walked inside. I think they were shocked that we gave them a real ID for a second. Confused Probably as shit. Probably actually thought it was fake. <laughs> Visible confusion on the bouncer's face. It's like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? Do you guys know what we do in here? <laughs> Did you ask for a gin and tonic? And he was like, what? what? <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> A pitcher of natural light. What did you say? <laughs> what did you say to me? What's the pitcher? <laughs> I could have asked for a rum and coke. He would have been bamboozled. He would have been absolutely disillusioned. Vodka cranberries? <laughs> Motherfucker, look at the board pictures. Soda gun. I don't think I have exactly. that picture. <laughs> it's been pictures of Coors and fucking Natty Light all night. I just come up, he's like, Hey, can I get a vodka soda? He's like, Oh, oh what now? <laughs> well, what type of soda do you want? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, going back to that, uh, if the NFL was rigged, I'm sorry, but there would not be a black quarter, two black quarterbacks in the in the Super Bowl. That's very true. In like, fact, I, I think it would be in the NFL's best interest if they break up the Chiefs dynasty and let the Bengals get one. I feel like that would make them the most money. That's the best storyline. The NFL is begging. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure they're like, all right, fine. We'll give these uh, niggas something or whatever. Like, you know, fine. Two black, so, so, two kind of black quarterbacks. But you think they really want Patrick Mahomes and his black ass daddy in that Super Bowl? Fuck. We no. should talk about his dad. We should talk about Patrick Mahomes Sr. <laughs> or whatever his dad's The name New York is. Giants and the Los Angeles Rams will be in the NFL, uh, will be in the Super Bowl every single year if they could have it their way. And they would have. Arguably would make more money. And they would have Joe Burrow, who is just the the heartthrob of every white woman in the fucking country, fucking just in the Super Bowl 
every fucking year. He doesn't even have fucking commercials. There's not one no. There's Nan Geico commercial with Joe Burrow on it. I don't even think he's on local Ohio commercials when I think about it. There's no car dealerships. There's nothing. No Verizons. No Amazons. Not shit with Joe Burrow. It's not rigged. I'm sorry. It's not rigged. Yeah. Um, and and speaking of which, speaking of which, the and to go back to what Evans said, the the Bengals had every opportunity to score in the first half and chose not to against Patrick Mahomes. And just I close out the drive, bro. I, just the drive. I guarantee you, if, if the Bengals head coach was at least a little bit competent, he was like, he was probably telling him like, "Hey, we can't give Patrick Mahomes any fucking hope. So you know mm. what we can't do? It's field goals. We have to score, and they didn't yeah. do that. So, I mean, that's also, that's just I what happens. The, the big thing they're upset about was the two third and nines or something. Yeah, that they, they, they still got the ball back on. Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, they, they but uh, I. The whining happens every year, but like the fact that we had some compelling football games that came down to the wire, everybody's like, rig, it's rig. It's like, all right, whatever. I remember when my team lost two, it hurts. <laughs> it's okay. We're going to be all right. Y'all no got next to year. talk about how they gave 27 yards of a punt return to Sky more either, but. Yeah. Um, can we talk about Patrick Mahomes uh, senior really quick? The yeah, first. What a, what a breath of fresh air that was. <laughs> The best, right, the best tweet that I saw was just like, "This man is Jackson Mahomes' father." <laughs> that I want to see them interacting because I bet it doesn't happen a lot. I bet his number isn't saved in his phone. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna push back on that. I bet it does. I, 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 I bet there there is a relationship. I just bet it's not as strong. I mean, like you guys act like Patrick Mahomes is also reaching for like the fucking black and milds too, guys. Like, I mean, no, no. But I think the point that we're trying to make is that clearly that man was in and out of the picture quite a bit. He was a professional baseball player from Texas that liked white women. He was busy. <laughs> he okay. was busy oh, okay. for a That's long time. Okay. That's my yeah. So clearly, both this... those kids were raised by their mom a lot of the time. Okay, didn't that make sense? My imagination of his father son uh, relationship was he just happened to be like you know what fuck it. i'm gonna go to this kid's high school game for once and just gonna see what it's like i haven't been seeing him about like maybe two years anyway but what's what's so wrong he saw that arm he's like i'm he needs to learn how to drive i'm <laughs> does he i don't want to shave that either <laughs> yeah i don't know the dichotomy of it but it, what he was a he was a major league baseball player for 12 years right that's actually kind of impressive he uh, was good too he was pretty good he was a pitcher yeah he was good um, I think what's I just imagine him because baseball season is long. So he was he was out the house for a long time. And I just imagine I just can picture him coming back every winter, walking into his house. But like, the fuck you little niggas wearing? They're like, Dad, <laughs> <laughs> like your middle name is LeVon. Nigga, take that shit off. <laughs> We're going shopping tomorrow. Buying you Jordans. Got boat shoes on in my house. The fuck out of here. Yeah, I, I believe that, actually. I mean, if you if you're. The fucking well, yeah, he probably that shit probably happened, and he's like, "Oh shit, I forgot I have a baseball game in Toronto. I got to leave, guys," and it just probably jetted out. So think about the off season too for baseball. Like you're you're only off between like what like October and like like March maybe. Yeah, it's it's November. It's November to March, and the second it's warm in the south, they start training, and especially pitchers because it fucks up your arm so bad. He's rehabbing that whole time, so like it's a full time job for him. Yeah, so he's gone all summer, like you know, the months where Patrick Mahomes uh, like off school, get back to spend time with his family. He's gone all summer, all beginning of school, 
just to have him around like for a couple of holidays and then he's probably piecing out for the season again. Yeah. So that's why Patrick Mahomes talks like a NASCAR driver, but I get it. I'm glad they put him on that. The NFL is not scripted because they put that man on camera. He said, I'm smoking on that Joe Burrow. <laughs> the way he said Burrow, I was like, all right, I see what he's about. I didn't believe them. I was like, that's not his fucking dad, man. Like, all right. <laughs> But good for him. I'm, I'm glad. I'd much rather see that nigga than fucking uh, Lavar Ball or whatever the fuck that was. That's true. That's I want a, true. I want a podcast from that nigga. That's the type of nigga I like to hear from. <laughs> I want to know what his worldviews are like and stuff. Like that's the type. That's my favorite type of nigga right there. And yeah, I bet he can you, barbecue the to, shoes off your feet. I'm not even uh-huh. trying to sound stereotypical, but like I would imagine, like whoever. Like Jalen Hurts' dad is like a uh, football coach. Like he's pretty like respectable, like around his community, everything. Like he's a he's like a really nice guy. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes' dad is too. I would imagine who the guy that Patrick uh, Jalen Hurts' dad to be Patrick Mahomes' dad and Patrick Mahomes' dad to be Jalen Hurts's. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so kind of no. no. Well, you have to remember, uh, Patrick Mahomes Senior bedded a white woman. So mm. there you go. I'm sure he betted quite a bit. I'm sure. He just had that little twinkle in his eye. Even in that three-minute interview, I was like, yeah, okay. I see what you were doing out here. Pat Mahomes. (laughs) All right. Uh, Other sports topics. Um, All right. So, I think we covered the NFL. Um, Kyrie's going to Dallas. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about the NFL or NBA? So, All-Star Weekend's coming up. Kyrie just went to Dallas. Uh, LeBron got his feelings hurt. Let's talk about it. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Kyrie went to Dallas. Uh, that makes Dallas, I think, a feisty second-round exit. Um, didn't go to the Lakers. Lakers are probably going to be a play-in team, maybe. Uh, I don't – it just didn't really shake up the board, in my opinion. I think, yeah. I think the Lakers are going to be a, a rock-solid play-in team where they're going to obliterate them in that play, whoever they play in that play-in game, and then a first-round exit, I would say four games, four-game first-round exit. Um, How long do you think Kyrie and Luka Doncic are going to get along? I say – what what month is it? It's February. February. I say March March 12th is when um, you're going to be public reports of uh, contention in that locker room. Uh, yeah, I don't give it very long. I think it's going to be a really hot start. Like, they'll probably get out and win, like, maybe, like, fucking, like, eight, ten straight or some shit. Uh, but then, uh, I don't know. What, what holiday is coming up that's, like, a, like, a fast or some shit? Like, that's going to come up in Ramadan. Yep, Ramadan is actually coming up, too. Yeah, so Ramadan's going to come up, and then this nigga Kyrie's not going to eat anything for, like, what, 30 days straight or some shit, and then... I think that's when it starts going out the window, because Luca is a very serious competitor. Like yeah. he, he, he's very serious. I don't, I don't think this is going to be a match made in heaven. He couldn't handle LeBron, and this is a younger version of Le- like I, to, to say it lightly, I guess this is a kind of a younger version, uh, whitewash version of LeBron James. No, Luka he's Dungeons. he's literally James Harden. Like he's a white James Harden. He flops around. He does euro steps. He's James Harden with a little bit of a better jump shot if you want to give him that credit. Well, I'm saying not his like... mentality is a little bit better. Is Luke it? Is, Luke is not going to about... fucking strip clubs, at least. He's going uh... to the pub like a man. 
<laughs> I was going to say, he's out. <laughs> There's been multiple occasions where they see him about three hours before game day with a with a frothy pint of beer. About to All say, right. I think but like before one of his games, he was seen with his athletic trainer just sipping down like a good uh, like margarita bowl. Who he who casts the first stone with that though? Oh, I oh, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not saying I'm that not, yeah. in a negative way. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm just saying when Kyrie's trying to sage him and he's <laughs> three cold ones deep, I'm like, all right, nigga, let's let's dial that back a little bit. Um, but uh, I think the difference is that Luca, like the LeBron example, I think you're kind of right that he has that similar mentality. But the difference is LeBron started in Cleveland, went to the Heat was not the guy at the heat until like his second year and then came back to Cleveland. Kyrie was already there. I think Kyrie showing up in a situation where it's been the Luka Doncic show since draft day. So like he's already, you know, clearly going to have to be, you know, number two in that team. And I, I just don't think it's going to go well. I just don't so, understand what, do like, what his thought process is. Cause like they finally, Brooklyn was looking nice. They were in the top of the East. Like they were pretty much beating some of the better teams in the East too. Like he, Kyrie, for not for nothing, has been playing pretty good as well. KD's out, so I mean they haven't been doing as well. But like it makes no sense. Like if you want to have a better chance of coming out of the finals, uh, coming to the finals, like I'd say stay with Brooklyn. Him going to Dallas, I don't, I don't, I don't think it makes them title contenders. It's literally the same team as like what Brooklyn would have been, just Kyrie and James Harden together. Like it's. It, it doesn't make much of a difference. Plus, the West is, like, such a weird, like, playoff landscape where, like, they can easily lose in the first round to, like, Golden State, Phoenix, or Memphis. Like, yeah, Denver's the there. Nuggets. Nuggets. Yeah. The Pelicans are feisty, too. Like, hell, they yeah. can even – I think, like, you know, like the whole Western, <clears throat> like, West Conference landscape, too, is, like, everyone's, like, two games out from being either second or, like, 11th in the West. So, they can fuck around and play the Lakers and probably lose in a playoff, uh, play-in game. So that'd be fun. I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see I, it with that. I agree. I think whatever team comes out the East is going to take it because the West is going to tear each other to shreds because it's such an even playing field. I think that the the, the Maverick season is actually going to come down to if Christian Wood can average 18 and, and 11 in the playoffs. So we'll see. Best stats with up good in the defense. Uh, yeah. Also, I give it, uh, I mean, how long before uh, Kyrie goes off on Luca being the white man getting all these touches? That's the other part. Well, it's, it's Black History Month. Um, yeah. And I don't know when next time Mercury is in, uh, in, 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 in recession. And, um, <laughs> but I don't know. I give it probably about a good four weeks. I think I give it like probably ideally like next time they have like a four game like away stretch. Um. And like they have to like sit next to each other on a plane, and Kyrie's just like trying to show him like Dr. Sebi videos on his on his phone. And you know, Luca does take... not give a shit about that. I like <laughs> Luca for that. <laughs> Luca clearly is just like I'm here to hoop, and I'm I'm going home, and like you can just miss me with the rest of this bullshit, man. Yeah, he's Luca's going to say he has like a sprained ankle or something, and like he's just like saying, like, "Yeah, I'm not sure about tomorrow's game." And Kyrie's going to say, "Well, how about some sea moss and elderberry?" And that's probably when it's going to be over. Probably yeah. tape a crystal to his ankle. Okay, as long as he charged the crystal with the full moonlight uh, the night before, then you, I wouldn't knock that. Yeah, so I, I give it, I don't think it's going to last very long. Uh, I think his best case would if you went to the Lakers or some shit, because, you know, 
I think LeBron can handle that type of shit at this point, and he doesn't really care. He just wants no, to. He just wants to. to the, yeah. He just, yeah. He just wants <laughs> to get a fucking playoffs. He's like, just, he just somebody that can be healthy for more than five games in a row that actually is going to consistently uh, score so he can go back to passing for the most part. He's going to get the scoring record this year convincingly. It's not going to, you know, it's in the next week or so, probably. Uh, so he's, he's, his legacy is solidified. Now he's like, I just want a couple more chips, maybe. Can I just get somebody that can, that can actually? just average 22 like every day that's it that's all i'm asking for <clears throat> what do you think about um because this happened was it yesterday uh after Kyrie was uh you know deal was done with dallas uh lebron tweeted maybe it's me <laughs> it is you <laughs> it's kind of fun to see grown men learn lessons that's uh that I feel like I learned a long time. We probably all collectively learned a long time ago. It is you. It was. It was always you. Yeah. <laughs> we mean That's maybe. The, it is. It's me. Is what you should. The funniest told. part about it is I think they, Lakers tried to get them, um, and the Nets like Joe Sy said like, oh no, we weren't going to send them to the Lakers. We, that, yeah. It's never the plan. It was first come first serve. Who had the best option? And you just take them. You know, get them off our hands. He also, I'm pretty that. sure he said, Joe Sy said explicitly in an interview, um, we didn't want to send him to his first choice, the Lakers, because I don't fuck with that guy like that. <laughs> it was something along those lines. Why would I make this man happy? He just ruined our franchise. You think I care about that shit? That guy signed a big three. Motherfucker signed a big three and was like, all right, so we're easily titled contenders. It is our game to win. And then come to find out the, in, in three years, those gentlemen played about 46 minutes of basketball together. And it was magical when they were on the court, but it just never, it never happened. Kyrie when they were one of the biggest. Hey, when they were together, oh my god, destructive. (laughs) (laughs) No, really good those three. Yeah, a force to be reckoned with. One of the greatest uh, like teams assembled in basketball. What what they go eleven and three together? Yeah, (laughs) no, it wasn't even that. They 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 fucking killed it together. But then the whole vaccine thing happened, and then James Harden was like, "Ah, I'll just leave." And and now it's just (laughs) Kevin Durant. It's just him, Spencer Dinwiddie. (laughs) Hey, Spencer's not that bad. That the thing is, good. Nets are still Nets are still a good six second round exit. Uh, it's Giannis's league until Giannis, you know, something happens because I, I just really don't see a healthy Bucks team losing seven games to anybody. But what do I? Yeah. Once no. Mobley starts eating fucking Supremo pizzas, I swear to God, it's over for Giannis. <laughs> Once that well, nigga learns Mobley how to eat needs some to get on the rice. Giannis, yeah, exactly. Mobley needs Mobley needs to get on the Giannis diet because Giannis was anemic when he got into the league and then he managed to put on 60 pounds in three years and all of a sudden he's he's an mvp um hey, might make it out in the same boat williamson when he gets to play two games in a row he looks really good out there too by the way <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, that boy zion's nice <laughs> i might figure out evan mobley's address and send him nothing but a bunch of rotisserie chickens <laughs> just one a day until he's like get your weight up boy all He's got it. the Eat footwork. He could even get fat. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> he just needs to get his weight up a little bit. He just needs to get fucking stronger. He's getting pushed around by everybody down there. Fucking pisses me off. Yeah. No, pisses he looks me off, great. Every time I go as plus as... 15 on mobile, he never gets it. But, you know, that's. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Knicks were paying the Cavs too long ago. And our backup center, Hartenstein, was throwing them all over the court. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough look for somebody who actually has the skills to be, you know, at least a first or second team, uh, you know, power forward. But he's he's just got to get his weight up. Cavs, right, are, anyway. Cavs are feisty, though. 
Donovan yeah, Mitchell I, just got hit in the nuts and was swinging. That was beautiful to see. I was and then didn't, didn't apologize for it either. <laughs> I like that. Why would he? Why would he? <laughs> a guy took a cheap nut shot after I tried to dunk on him. We're not. I'm not going to just not punch you in the face. <laughs> what do you think this is? My favorite thing about the Cavs is like Donovan Mitchell can literally have 47 points in a game and like have like two missed shots, but uh, John Morant will hit the gritty with like a 12 point game. They're like, yeah, help. Let's put them on the house of highlights all day. Darius Garland has had, I think, two 50 point games this year. Doesn't get talked about at all, but John Morant cocks back one dunk and it scores 13 <laughs> points in a game and everybody loses their shit, but it's whatever. Cock back a couple things. If you guys, if you guys weren't, uh, if you guys weren't or whatever, if you weren't a Cavs fan, Alex, and I wasn't like vaguely paying attention to that team so I could talk shit to you, I literally wouldn't know that Darius Garland was good. <laughs> I would have no idea. Darius Garland would, is very, no very good at basketball. Darius Garland is no a very Darius Garland's a very, very good basketball player and does not get <laughs> talked about one iota. <laughs> if I if I didn't like watch he, he would be the type of player where I'd watch the Knicks play the Cavs and he'd put 40 on us and I'd be like, who the fuck is this? This kid, I look him up on basketball reference and realize he's averaging 28. Not even close to an all-star nod, by the way. Yeah, not even, not even, not even, not even was being, he was an all-star last year, but that, but no, not at all. Now that James yeah. Harden and Donovan Mitchell and everything's going to say now that he's the second best player on his team, nobody's going to give a shit. So yeah, yeah, he's the type of kid where you would yeah. put 40 on my team and I'd be like, I've never heard of this guy in my life. And you know what's great about him? He doesn't give a fuck. He he's just <laughs> he likes passing the ball, and that's about it. He loves that. He's like no one gives a shit. Like he he likes yeah. that. It's it's beautiful. Honestly, my my three favorite players this whole season have been Tyrese Halliburton, Darius Garland, and um, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Because like just easily oh. could probably be MVP candidates if you actually pay attention to their game. Bam. SGA is like actually having like a he should be at least top two MVP conversation, and nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> Forty for two weeks less. in a row. <laughs> I'm actually, it's too bad. If Chet Holgram was on that team, you wouldn't even know Shea Gilders Alexander was averaging 31 this year. It's crazy. Him and Hallie. Hallie's been fucking going off. He's a beautiful passer. Tyrese Halliburton, for some reason, I don't get what it is about him. No one just ever talks about this. How just good of a game all around he has. The yeah. Kings just also <laughs> let him go. He was on the Kings and they just traded him. Like, I mean, they got some bonus for him, but I mean, that is, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got a solid role player for Halliburton. Yeah, that was yeah. that was solid. Sabonis, Sabonis wins a ring if he is the third option on a team. That's he's that type of player. Halliburton might be. I think Halliburton might be. I don't know about a superstar, but he will be a very good player. He's he's going to end up being like a top fifteen player, like with um, might like not all time, but like whenever he's like playing, like in the next like three years, like in the, all the league. But oh yeah, he's 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 good. He's 100%. good. I'm really upset that that he um that Killian Hayes got drafted before him. All I'm saying is he that uh, every time this is another good example of that every time the Knicks play the Thunder, you just watch SGA score a casual 38, and he's just scoring from every level. He's draining threes, he's hitting mid range, he's dunking on everybody, and you're just like, I, I forgot that this guy was in the league, <laughs> and he's torching everybody. I think it's the braids with him. It's kind of hard to take basketball players seriously when they have like braids and shit. You guys, um, you guys want to talk about John Morant trying to do his, uh, do his best, uh, the was it the town impression? Can, can y'all? All right, 
I want you guys to be honest. Do you think that John Morant is tough? I just, no. I can't buy it. <laughs> I can't, I can't buy it. I'm sorry. You can't have uh, dyed dreads. And I, 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 he has eyebrow he, slits on both sides. I just, I can't, he, I can't. I'm I sorry. Just you don't look, think he, he's you look too cute, my nigga. I don't know what to tell you. He's just, <laughs> <laughs> And that's I no... know, he tweets real spicy and he, you know he deserves to he dunks on somebody once a game dunking on somebody and actually being a dangerous person in real life don't it's not the same thing i feel like he's getting those two things confused with each other because it's really not yeah you caught a body on the court and you know it's a poster that's that's exciting but like why did why is he talking like he's gonna fight everybody man i don't get it even on his team other people fight for him though yeah well, that's why you got to protect your star. And he's a guard. See, that's the difference. I think it's because I think in 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 reality, Jaw's kind of skinny. And even though he's an absolute freak athlete, anybody that knows how to fight is going to ragdoll the guy. I honestly like I like your chances with him, uh, Alex, because I think you could just kind of grab him and put him on the ground. And I don't think it'd be that hard. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't. I don't know about that one. Maybe like a like a little bit more like you know experienced fighter than Alex. Yeah, don't, let's well, that's what keep, I'm saying. Alex can just take the back jab. Back. Alex can eat like punches and then you four, just grab like. him. <laughs> well, uh, my 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 strategy is always you get you get tired after the first three and it's my turn. So that's it. <laughs> Once you I, take I just, that breath is when I swoop in. <laughs> I just don't get it, man. I, I I get that he's a superstar, and I get that he's the most highlight. Like he's he has the most highlights of anybody in the league for sure. But I just don't think that equates to him being a tough guy. And it's it's just getting cornier and cornier. I, it's just I I for, all right. I the Memphis Grizzlies were a likable team for a hot second, and then they kind of started doing that one thing that like I think the Phoenix Suns did for a second. And then like almost like the Cincinnati Bengals were doing for a second, like they were just acting like they won everything when they yeah. they haven't yet. They just got to the Western Conference Finals and like they like lost, and then they blame on injuries. You can't blame losses on injuries, really. You lost. Like, yeah, that's what the Hawks did. Now look at them. And that's a that's the one thing I was worried about with the Cavaliers. Like I don't want them to get so close to the sun that they get full of themselves. Like I kind of want them exactly. to like get swept in the second round or this or some shit, just so that they like get the experience and then next year you gotta get humbled. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to get humbled and then bounce back and not feel like you did anything. I think that's the key because, I, yeah, you're right, because I think Hawks and the Grizzlies kind of drank their own whatever, like drank their own Kool-Aid where it's like, you know, they didn't actually accomplish anything, but they're just they're They believe their own hype. Because look at the Hawks now. They're 500. They're OK. They're, they're really nothing special. Yeah, they're still a dangerous team, but they're not doing anything with that roster. They're not going all the way. So. What are y'all going to do? And I think the Grizzlies are in the same boat. And honestly, the most important player on the Grizzlies is Steven Adams. And you know what he does? He keeps his fucking mouth shut because <laughs> you don't have to say shit when you can't actually beat everybody's ass. That nigga in particular, I'm scared of. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one that he didn't walk up to, to Shannon Sharp when they were getting into altercation. Yeah, because he didn't have to. <laughs> I think Shannon Sharp holds his own against almost all those guys, even though he's fifty-seven years old or whatever. But Stephen Adams is folding him like, <laughs> like it, like it's an accident. All right, that's been covered. Um, cool. You guys want to do light skin of the week now, or you guys want to talk about the Chinese surveillance balloon really quick? That's my light skin. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> and let's let's do it. Let's go to light skin of the week. This is why you can't tell light skins they're funny. Light skin of the week. Yeah, light skin of the week is just us shouting out someone. Uh, it doesn't have to be light skin. It could be anybody. Uh, you guys got anything? You, you can one. go first. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Evan. <clears throat> my uh, my my uh, my goes out to AJ Green. He just retired today. Shout out AJ Green, man. Former wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. He was currently on the Arizona Cardinals. Um, talented wide receiver, man. Just really, really good class uh wide receiver, classy man, uh, very respectful guy. Um, just just awful, awful team decisions just to stick with the Cincinnati Bengals and go to Arizona Cardinals. Just I he could have just played anywhere else. <laughs> I anywhere. I think He's like one of the perfect examples of why like everybody wants to do the loyalty. It's going to happen with Dame Lillard and I hate it for him too. <laughs> you can be at the pinnacle of your profession, one of the top 5 guys in your sport and um if you just don't make the right decisions, it's going to ruin your career. <laughs> and I'd I I'm a Steelers fan. I never fucked with AJ Green cuz he was on the Bengals and he was nice. He was easily their best player for for like 7 years. And uh now he retires and it's it's sad because if he just went to a contender um, if he just wasn't loyal to a franchise that is not going to give him anything, <laughs> then he could have been, he could easily have a Hall of Fame career. But instead, he stuck with Andy Dalton. He stuck with the Cincinnati Bengals. And now, unfortunately, he has to retire not having any rings or any MVPs or anything like that when he was perfectly capable. It's too bad. Yeah, he could have been like AJ Brown. Like AJ Brown's a very talented receiver. And honestly, like they're arguably like almost like all, almost alike in a sense. But yeah. like it just, AJ- yeah. I, AJ Green's the one that like did a black backflip over somebody or some shit, right? Yeah, you remember yeah. that? <laughs> Going yeah. into the end zone, he just did a full front flip over somebody. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was his fifteen minutes too. He was having, he was on a tear. He was like an MVP contender that series. And somebody went to hit him on the goal line, and he just did a full front flip over a grown man. I don't even think he planned it. <laughs> just, <laughs> never even practiced it before. Just athletic enough that he can just do a front flip over somebody. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, no, I think AJ Brown's a, a great comparison because he was on the Titans and it was very clear that the Titans are just going to be in the mix, but never going to win anything. And he went to the Eagles and now he's he's about to go to the Super Bowl. So yeah, had a look, quarterback, look, look what who happens. Just, a quarterback who just like, you know, on paper, you can throw, he can do everything a quarterback should do, but it will never get you like to anything special. Now he has yeah. handsome as Jalen Hurts tossing balls to him. Look at him go. So exactly. Yeah, shout out AJ Green. Yeah, nothing but the best. You're right. He was a great dude, but um, it's it's just sad to see how his career went because he was loyal. Sometimes you just gotta you just gotta upgrade. Hillman Calvin Johnson. I just wish they just did better. Calvin Johnson. Yeah, that's one of those things. He's like he probably could have been compared to like fucking Randy Moss and shit if he would have like gone to I don't know like literally any other fucking team. Literally any other team. He was on the Lions. <laughs> Literally any other team. I remember Apparently. Calvin Johnson was so good that the couple of years when I was doing fantasy and he was still playing, um, if somebody drafted him, just give him the whatever money that you put in for that, just give him it, give it to him. Because Calvin Johnson was going for 45 every game. It was absurd. Telling of his career, I put him on my team. Like last season, he did good numbers his last season he put up impressive numbers i'm like this guy's oh he didn't he didn't retire because he was bad he retired because he's like yeah so i've had seven concussions 
and I want to be able to read 20 years from now. So I'm going to, I'm going to just call it a career. Also, I'm not going to kill myself for the lions. Like he was like, he saw all the writing <laughs> on the wall, which is like, yeah, yeah, I'll just hang it up. I don't have to do this. I have money. <laughs> I like walking. Calvin Johnson. Fun fact about Calvin Johnson still lives in Detroit to this day. It's cheap. It's cheap there. <laughs> yeah, he, he said he developed emotional attachment to the city. That's good. I, I was listening to a Danny Brown interview, and they're like, Danny, why do you still live in, you know, you, you got money now. Why do you still live in Detroit? He's like, I just I just have a mansion there, man. It's just really cheap. It's <laughs> just the groceries. It's not that bad. <laughs> I think about that all the time. I was like, fuck, if I could just live in Ohio with this money. <laughs> like <laughs> You're the second richest person there next to LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. If I had my old salary and lived in my hometown, I would be I would be mayor. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to them. The Andrew Luck did the same shit. He was just like, actually, yeah, I'll just stop. I'll just <laughs> it's like the Colts. <laughs> I'm gonna die at 37 <laughs> for the Colts. <laughs> Let's just hang it up. We're not in seven it. years, the guys can't get an offensive line. I'm good. I just don't want to play anymore. <laughs> You know what's funny? They call them like a year or two later. He's like, you sure you don't want to come out and talk? Yeah. <laughs> Not like, for the goddamn a- Colts. He's like, well, what about being an announcer or like an analyst or something like that? No. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yo, I you just read an article. What did you say? You know, see him. He uh, he was invited to like their first game this season. So like he was like there. And like you see him, and like the dude has no more muscle mass. Like he's just chilling. He has a like a dad mustache and everything. You can tell all he does is like put together like thousand piece puzzles all day. Like he's <laughs> probably just having the time of his life. No, I read like a whole ESPN Plus article he wrote for the Athletic, I think, where he just like wrote like eight pages about why he retired and like what he's doing now. That nigga just goes fishing. <laughs> that's it. That's why he retired, and that's all he's been doing. He drops his daughters off at school. He goes fishing when when he has enough fish, and when his daughters are done with school, he picks them up and he makes dinner. That's that's his life now. And he's like, I honestly, I've never been this happy. This is this is this, this is what it's all about right here. <laughs> I don't have to get surgery every four months now because y'all can't protect me with an offensive line. So I'm just going to pick up my exactly. daughter from school and move to California. <laughs> Easy decision. Just near a good pond. I mean, he's, he's he rotates the places he goes to fish to keep it spicy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, that's that's what he's been up to, and God bless him for it. He's absolutely right. Same. I'm pretty sure that's what Megatron does too. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I got really into fencing. I don't know, <laughs> just trying other stuff out. So it happens yeah. when you retire with you know eighty million dollars at at thirty one. Anyways, uh, so my let do my life life scene of the week. Uh, my life scene of the week goes out to uh, China. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, their Google Maps doesn't work, uh, so they thought of a really cool way. They're going to fly a balloon over the United States, uh, and I guess it was actually a pretty good idea because that balloon entered through. I think it was the state of Washington. Um, yeah, Montana. Oh, Montana. Uh, same thing yeah sure i don't know <laughs> it entered through through the upper west uh western hemisphere or whatever of the U- united states or some shit and traveled all the way through it uh this balloon was also the size of three buses apparently it was not a small balloon um and apparently uh the united states had no idea what to do with it and they figured out where well, we should just shoot it down i guess and then they finally shot it down did we shoot it down? Yeah, they shot yes. it down. 
Oh, I thought that we were just like, ugh, it'd be a whole thing. <laughs> I thought we were just like, they hit it with a missile. Know. They hit it with a missile. It costs as much as the plane it hit. <laughs> well, it was interesting because I was looking at the map of like the path that it was going to go through, and I was like, China, you couldn't have chosen a more boring. What the fuck are you gonna? You're flying from like Montana to North and South Dakota to like Indiana to to Kentucky to. Like what? What? What are y'all gonna see there? I think like, they oh, flew another, over several different. Uh, they flew over several different military bases and um different uh, nuclear missile silos. Um, uh, just get it. Uh, rip the bandit. Just attack y'all. <laughs> why are we? Why are we dealing with this foreplay? China clearly has the upper hand on us. We owe them money, and they they already are sucking all the resources out of Africa. They know exactly what they're doing. Just let also, them take is, over. Is I would love hard? to be second chair. Is it hard? Is that hard to get a picture? I. Just, just, <laughs> You well, everyone was saying that like they have satellites in space that can probably do this uh, the balloon's job easier, but they said yeah, just what a weather type balloon. of fucking nineteen thirties ass plan is this? <laughs> Y'all got satellites that can zoom in on somebody. You can get somebody's facial recognition from space, and yet they're over here sending balloons. Like I hope they don't see it. <laughs> I don't know what I can get all that there. stuff from Google Maps. They probably did that just to see. Yeah, really. They probably did that just to see how long it would take us to make a decision on it. Yeah. um, Yeah, that I thought it was funny how everyone was saying like Joe Biden's too soft for like letting us getting over the ocean. They should have shot it down over civilians like like President Trump would. President Trump would probably have gone to a plane himself and shot it with a handgun. Um, He would have used it as a justification to invade like Brazil. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, man. The Chinese are attacking. We got we got to take over Brazil. <laughs> I heard it's yeah, carnival. We need, we need that wall terrorism. fast. Mexico can, <laughs> can yeah, shit together. <laughs> that uh, that 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 the balloon didn't want no smoke with Ohio though. See mm. mm. how stay out, stay clear of that. Yeah, there's um, nothing so. interesting to look at in Ohio. Why would they go over there? <laughs> Montana you... was more exciting. Right <laughs> <laughs> Y'all lost to Montana. Someone said that Obama was president. They will package it up and send it to whoever the uh, Chinese president is to his home address. If if Obama was president, he would have just bombed it over Syria somehow. He would just. <laughs> so, but you know, he was dying dying for something to drone strike. That was his favorite thing. He loved it. <laughs> Oops! It was oh. over Syria. We killed everybody. I don't. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we missed and it hit Syria and just just <laughs> I was like watching some interview with some guy and like he pretty much just said like Obama's a cold-hearted motherfucker because all he, every single mission I uh went on that involved me killing some bad dude. He's just like I don't care how it's done, I don't care if his kids are in the room. Mm. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> and we all forgot because he's got a good stylist now. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Zero. He's handsome. <laughs> All right, Joe. Good yours? Um, my light skin of the week is Danny Trejo. Um, Machete? Mexican-American actor uh, known for his fame in Machete. Did you know that he's actually been killed in more movies than any other actor ever? No. Um, the reason I bring him up is because... Um, I've uh the since I moved here I've been trying to read more and I've realized the big issue with the reason I'm not reading is because I haven't accepted the fact that my reading level has dropped back down to about seventh grade and yet I'm trying to read things that are like you know college student material and it's just that's why I'm like a paragraph every uh 
four to six hours. So um, I decided to just read something more simple. And uh, my first, my friend's parent, um, who I was staying with, uh, recommended the Danny Trejo autobiography, which I thought was hilarious because they were like, we, we've never heard of the guy, but the book is really good. I was like, what the fuck? Y'all never seen Machete and you just read this man's autobiography? It makes no sense to me. But uh, I picked it up. And the only thing that I can liken this book to is uh, Pimp by Iceberg Slim. In the sense that like this man has lived such an interesting life that he is just casually saying the craziest shit I've ever heard. And just no no introspection, no detail about how he felt about it emotionally. Just like Pimp where you're just reading it like that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Like in Pimp, you, you remember how he'll say like a sentence and you'll be like, what in the goddamn hell was I? And then like the most you get into like a look into his mind is like, yeah, years later, I was talking to a shrink and I probably hated women because of how my mom treated me as a kid. Anyway, so I punched that bitch in the face and then I took heroin <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's just like that. I have learned so much about prison. <laughs> I highly recommend the book. Um, shout out to Danny Trejo. Um, I don't know. My two biggest takeaways are uh, prison wise. Um, you see the way he describes it is like you either have to you have to decide on your first day you're either uh, a killer or a girl and you just pick which one you can live with <laughs> which whichever one is going to help you sleep better at night neither are good but <laughs> and he's like and most of y'all m- m- most people are girls <laughs> he's like it was easy for me to be a killer because I was already kind of doing that uh <laughs> A lot of dudes get in and think they're going to get hard. Uh, And he has, there's so many ridiculous stories in it that like one of the, one of the things that just flew under the radar was that he was like, yeah, so there was this white dude. um, Turns out he was Charles Manson. um, But (laughs) he's like, I was in prison with him and we knew him because apparently just through a conversation, he could like hypnotize you into thinking you were high. So he's like, I met this dude and, uh, basically he like could describe in great detail like you smoking a joint and then once he got to the part where you take a hit you actually felt high and he was like yeah so you know we didn't beat him up or anything but we asked him like hey can you do that but with heroin <laughs> and he's like yeah <laughs> so we got high on heroin in prison just by having a conversation with charles manson but he also went out of his way to say like that guy smelled like shit <laughs> he didn't praise him in any way or say he was like compelling or like give him any props he was like he could make you think you were high and he was the worst smell person i've ever met in my fucking life he's he was like the only shower that man ever took was in prison like that guy was disgusting and he also said he was like uh yeah by the way charles manson like wasn't running shit in prison like he he was he was he wasn't even in gangs like that guy kind of sucked like it's not that deep it makes sense that the only place that he could get people to follow him was a bunch of uh hippies that were on drugs because then that dude wasn't doing shit in prison but yeah um shout out danny trejo and i recommend that book to anybody um he also said and this is good advice once he was about to get jumped by five dudes in in high school and uh you know he knew he was outnumbered so basically he's like i knew from an early age that like in order to win a fight like that you just gotta be crazy so he grabbed the dude's the first dude's throat before like anybody could even figure out what was going on and he bit a chunk out of his face <laughs> and then he was like if you just prove that you're crazy like that's that that's not a fight that you got to prove that there's a level of violence that you're comfortable with that they are not <laughs> he was like yeah so i bit a dude's face and i uh, pulled a chunk out and he still looks pretty fucked up to this day but uh i was gonna get jumped so it is what it is um really good book highly recommend it i'm only about halfway through but yeah shout out to danny trejo he turned his life around now he's a, you know he's a respectable actor but he was uh, he kinda, was wilding. is it kind of like spy kids 
Yeah, he was in Spy Kids. That's correct. Early, early on in his career, he was in Spy Kids. Is it is it kind of like how a pimp, how like he just said all this fucked up shit for chapters and chapters and pages and pages and and then you're just waiting. It's like, all right, at some point, there's going to be this heel turn and you're going to start seeing like the sunshine and the rainbow and this guy just changed his life. And then you start realizing that you're running out of pages. <laughs> <laughs> like all right at what point does this guy tell you like everything gets together he's still in prison there's 10 pages left i'm kind of confused where this (laughs) no it's not quite like that because i'm only halfway through and he already found you he was he was facing death in the hole in uh san quentin or something because he started a prison riot because they had this baseball team show up as like a showcase where like a, a minor league baseball team played their prison baseball team. And the third baseman had a piece of gum and the dude sitting next to him was like, Hey, let me get some gum. And the dude's like, we're not supposed to talk to you guys. And he's like, what you think I'm a fucking animal? And then they just attacked the baseball team. And um, yeah, so he was facing uh, the death penalty for that. And then, I don't know. The key witness dropped out and he ended up getting out of it, but he was like, yeah, so I was going to die. So that's what I was, I was in the hole for two weeks and that's when I found Jesus. But I don't know. The page I just read was that uh, his uncle showed up. He was like, yeah, he, he was working as a mechanic and trying to turn his life around. And he just dropped two bags of heroin and a thousand dollars in cash on the table. He's like, all right, time to get back to work. So that's, that's where I'm at now, but I think he's going to turn it around. I think that's the, it's kind of a redemption story, but uh yeah, I mean the first, the first eight chapters were all just horrible shit and it was really, really compelling writing did a great job yeah that was my favorite part about pip it was like the last it was they saved the last page and a half well not even wasn't even the last page it was like maybe the last paragraph it's like like yeah, anyway. sort of <laughs> anyways <laughs> wife's making dinner now we got two kids <laughs> but it wasn't like you know i figured out the error in my ways and went to therapy it was literally like yeah so i married my bottom bitch at the time because i was tired <laughs> now we have four daughters and i still don't trust any of them all right <laughs> yeah we'll call it a book <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's I, I just compare him because it's like he's telling his life story in very little detail. That's like the best part is like there's so much there's so much crazy shit happening that he doesn't have to go into detail about any about it. He's just like, hey, so this is what happened. <laughs> well, so yeah, good. shout out to Danny Trejo. Um, And, you know, it, when you see Danny Trejo, just know that um, he was addicted to heroin from from the age of like 13 and he spent like six years in prison before he was 22. So he's a he really uh, that's a that's a true American uh, redemption story there. Is that is that is that who John Murray wants to be like? He wishes, man. <laughs> Some of that motherfuckers prison stories made me want to get up and start practicing boxing. <laughs> He has some really good. If you ever go to prison, I recommend reading that book before, just so you know what what you're about to get into. You either got to be a girl or a killer, just, you know. <laughs> yeah, decipher that as you want. I don't <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, let's uh, we'll do game of the week now. Here, uh, this is how y'all taking care of child support payments. Game of the week. Game of the week is just us giving you advice. It's probably bad. Um, go ahead. I don't have one. I don't have anything. You got anything, Evan? Because I do. I have one. I think people should just do some more research. Um, or like just say, don't say who. Uh, who are you? Like as a like retaliation in, in an argument or something. If your argument starts with who are you, like it normally kind of ends bad. For stars, I was one of the Paul brothers, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, one of them. He was on an interview with uh Bomani Jones. Um, who was a pretty well-respected uh, sports. Fucking love Amani Jones. 
Um, and Bomani Jones simply just asked him, just like, what if you lose? Um, like, what, like, how would you like take it? And like, I think the who, Logan Paul, whoever said, like, oh, I'm not going to lose. I'm not going to have that type of mentality. So, like, I'm not really like even thinking about that. And then Bomani just simply asked, I'm just asking from perspective, like, if you do lose, it's like, I'm not. Then he kind of like, uh, was just like kind of went off on him a little bit and like i'm like saying this respectfully like who are you like i'm like just like i really don't know we have to like actually i had to ask like my like someone on my staff like who this guy is before i jumped on this interview like he's on his show doing his interview that's also a bad um, choice because bomani jones is a genius and he's fucking hilarious too so you you did you watch the whole interview no i haven't seen it all yet you should watch the whole interview because there's a part where uh it's a lot. It started off pretty amicable. I'll say that it was pretty much just them going back and forth, talking about Nate Robinson. And he was saying like how I thought Nate Robinson was going to win. I thought all these people were going to beat you and you just kind of keep winning. And um, he said, well, I don't know if you know too much about boxing. Uh, and he was saying that to Bomani Jones. And then Bomani Jones just looking at him was like, oh, no, enlighten me. And that's where I think <laughs> <laughs> that's where things started to kind of go left for him. I mean, the only thing is like, it did kind of look a little edited, but I don't I, you know, it is his show. So he's going to do that. My The funniest thing about all that is he did say he's like. He did say that, like, I don't know who the fuck you are. My PR team had to look you up, blah, blah, blah. He said that while there was an Emmy just sitting right behind him, just nestled in the corner. So I, I think that was kind of a bad move on his part. And Bomani Jones is, is a little too smart for all those kind of tactics, I feel like. Except that's not the nigga you want. It's not the nigga you want to be not on your side. He's way too witty. Like, you can't you can't do that with certain people because it's just going to backfire. And also, who are you is the most unoriginal. Like, every now and then it'll hit. You'll be like, oh, damn, he got you. But most of the time, it's not it's not going to happen. Another time it backfire was uh, earlier, uh, well, yesterday. <clears throat> uh, the Grams were yesterday, um, and... Uh, Robert Glasper won an Emmy for I think like best contemporary R and B or something like that. Yeah. Um, Chris, Chris Brown, Brown yeah. uh, went on his story, uh, Instagram story, said, uh, "Who uh, who is this guy? Like, who the fuck is this? Like, who's this Robert Glasper guy?" Robert Glasper has been making like Grammy Emmy win uh, like a bunch of winning winning ass shit for the past I don't know like two decades damn near. Um, yeah. He's like produced hella music. He's made his own music. He's he's not even R and B jazz wise. Um, it's it's that I don't know. That's the type of person you should probably do your homework on before you kind of go after. But and that's the thing. Like we get it. You're a legend, Chris Brown. But it's like you got to know what lane you're in. You know what I mean? I always I always judge music on like how well did they do what they were trying to do? Because obviously some people are more ambitious than others when it comes to the sound they're going for, the message they're trying to get across. And Chris Brown is just trying to make fun, danceable music. But sometimes you got to respect the OGs, bro. Like you got to respect that there's some people that are doing this at an extremely high level. And just because you're more popular than them does not mean that you're better. And that's it's the yeah, it's the same idea. It's like, all right, so you're the, the Paul brothers built this media empire just by fucking being YouTube personalities. And that's cool or whatever. But but Monty Jones is a fucking OG, bro. You can't you can't disrespect him like that just because you're more popular because you're not better than them at this. You know what I mean? Popularity is like one thing. Being skilled and actually like really good at your craft is a whole other thing. That's yeah. why you're not going to see like a Paul brother really take someone like I don't know Floyd Mayweather seriously. They're just going to do like a quick like ex exhibition match and you just get it over with. Hey, 
I'm I'm proud of the Paul brothers because I think they've surprised everybody with the fact that they've actually committed to boxing, gotten pretty good at it. That said, though, um, just fight an amateur in your weight class and see what happens. It's well, fun was... to fight all these celebrities and shit, but just fight another dude that's 6'2", 220 and see what that, happens. That was the legitimate question that was asked to him. He was just like, well, what if you just fight someone that, like, you know, is an actual fighter? And you know, and he just no, like, a boxer. Yeah. Boxer is the important distinction there. <laughs> yeah, that was like the legit question that was asked, and that's when things went haywire. He got very defensive, but you know, I don't know. There yeah, was... because it's you can be undefeated in the street if you keep fighting fifty-three-year-old dudes that are five-seven. Of course, you you have a massive advantage. Yes, they, they might be you know professional fighters that have been at it for longer, but like, bro, I, you know it's. It's not the same thing. If you fight a 26-year-old that's been boxing their whole life that's the same size and weight as you, you're probably not going to win. Or you're, it's at least going to be a fair fight. But also, yeah. I, I mean, I, if you want to keep fighting short old dudes, then uh, do you. I mean, you'll be getting the bag, so it is what it is. Also, Evan, sorry I missed it. What did Chris Brown do? Um, he pretty much said, like, who is this guy? Who the fuck is this guy? Like, I'm, like, on y'all's next next year for the Grammys, whatever, to um, uh, when Robert Glasper won a Grammy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a he's a well known producer in R and B, jazz, hip hop, even. Um, he's made his own songs. Uh, he produced these walls. He did the keyboard. He keyboarded like pretty much all up to Pimp a Butterfly. Um, so yeah, he's pretty well known when it comes to like music. He's won Grammys already. Um, and Chris Brown just did the whole who are who's this guy to him. Mm-hmm. He has he's the guy that won the Grammy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He won, the, he won the Grammy in 2023. Uh, Chris Brown does know it's not 2011 anymore, right? Like he's okay. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't know that because he's been using the same beats the whole time. That's why I didn't know who Robert Glasper was, bro. Oh, okay. Someone actually did tweet saying, like, if you actually didn't know who Robert Glasper is, maybe he would want a Grammy by now because you've been using the same 2007 ass since for for this whole time, man. Stop. Gonna, it. You you think I was going to say maybe you switched it up a little bit? Didn't make a 40 track album with all the same beats on it oh uh, you you didn't like it's giving christmas you didn't like that album oh <laughs> uh, yeah believe it or not missed it uh, just... <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe if he just kind of switched it up and also maybe if he realized he was 48 years old now he's not just you know 22 and trying to you know you know talk about fucking or whatever maybe i don't know just simple things okay. i could point out he has a he has since apologized he reached out to him and texted him personally so Oh, um, so he didn't know him, but he had his number. I think he had to get it. Yeah, agent. Know. He put it. Agent. He put on a story or whatever. So you know. Gotcha. Yeah, that'll solve it. Um, just speaking of the Grammys, by the way, uh, I don't know why I just let it build up to get my feelings hurt every year. But how the fuck does Beyonce not win? This is like the tenth time in a row, though, where an album that I've never heard won. So I can't even be all that mad because I can't say it's be- like the album that I wanted to win is better or worse. But I had heard every album, but Harry Styles' album. Um, I heard it was okay, but how the fuck does Beyonce not win album of the year? That's, that's I wild. thought I was gonna go to Bad Bunny. That would have been I would have been okay with that. I would have been okay Bad with Bad Bunny, that. Kendrick, uh fuck, even that Lizzo album. I don't give a shit. But hey, like, you know what? It, the, the, I'm glad she won record of the year because about damn time is a fucking banger. <laughs> yeah, she cleaned up, but it, it it I didn't see Harry style. I don't I didn't listen to the thing. Maybe it's great, but it, it I, probably is good. But better than Renaissance, I don't know, man. I'm look. I, all I heard was that like um, nothing was the same uh, as it was, or whatever that one song. 
Yeah, I mean, it just sounds like every other song is on, like, in the middle of Meyer when you're shopping. Um, that That's my thinking. I could be wrong. Hey, I didn't hear the album, so. <laughs> hey, wait. I... I, I think I told you the story. It's, I know we got to wrap up, but um, I, I was out. I was in Lowe's with a coworker of mine, older dude. He was like probably 60 something. Um, we were in Lowe's shopping for whatever back when I worked in construction. And um, we just had to like go pick up something. And the music that was playing in Lowe's was uh, Creedence Clearwater uh, Creek Revival or whatever. It was basically like a Vietnam protest song. And I like watched this guy just get so deflated because it was like when I was about your age or a little bit younger, this music was absolutely revolutionary and it was questioning the fabric of our society. And like, you know, it was like banned from a lot of radio stations and you couldn't even listen to it because it was anti-American. And I'm just hearing it in lows now and it kind of breaks my heart. <laughs> I was like, damn, that that sucks, man. I'm, it's crazy how time does that. And then I was in I was in an Australian calvin klein department store and i heard love sosa come on and i was like oh shit it's happening already (laughs) (laughs) they got chief keith and calvin klein now in australia (laughs) what happened (laughs) used to be a proper country (laughs) (laughs) i'm getting old but damn that one that one hurt a little bit that one that one caught me off guard i will say i was happy that uh Kendrick won uh, rap album of the year over Jack Harlow. I I thought that was about. I was pretty sure. I was pretty sure they were going to do it to him again. (laughs) And you know, Jack Harlow, whatever he's 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 a good rapper. Uh, I have no qualms with him. But um, he did look. Jack Harlow looked a little uh, looked a little petite, perturbed that he Mm. did win. It looked like you know a lot of people were clapping and smiling and stuff. Still, even if they lost, there was not. Not enough claps or smiles for me during Black History Month for Kendrick. Who I'm sorry. (laughs) Jack, if you listen, did you listen? To, I don't know if you listened to Kendrick's album. It was better than your album. I don't like. I, it was definitively better than your album. I do even make you smile, bitch. You don't think that's a that's a better lyric than than um most of what was on Kendrick's. Kendrick, you know what? That when he was three years old. That's the thing. I and it's like all right. So we were all there when Macklemore beat Good Kid, Mad City out. Um. I think Macklemore's album was better than Jack Harlow's if we're keeping it a buck. Because hey, I, I know hey, that, Mac, uh, that Macklemore doesn't have the appeal that Jack does because Jack's like the cool guy. Macklemore leaned into like, I'm the white guy that goes thrift shopping. But uh, Macklemore can fucking rap. I, I love Jack Harlow and I have no qualms against him whatsoever. I think he's a really great dude and I, I want him to have a flourishing career more so than Macklemore did. But at the same time, it's a lot of would, could, should rapping in his album, bro. You're not doing the same thing Kendrick's doing at all. Not even close, and that. But I think that's the thing. The Grammys were like, "Yeah, we're not going to do this whole Macklemore thing over again, and we're just we're not going to fuck this up." They we saw what happened to the Golden Globes. They were like, "We can't. We can only get away with so much. We'll give Harry album of the year, and then maybe that'll. But we can't take rap away from from black folks." Yeah. Again, I on your Macklemore thing. I I really hate how good of a beat that thrift shop song has. It's loop is unbelievable honestly not even unbelievable honestly (laughs) not even a bad song if you want to really break it down like no it's not it's not (laughs) there's beat switches there's bridges it's a really good song it's a really really good song it's fucked up because he even says like the grammys ruined my career i didn't know like (laughs) (laughs) it really did though everybody's like like, all right this has officially gone too far He even was like, I wouldn't have taken it if I knew this shit was going to happen. 
he's still making music. That's what white people left him in the dust. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> well, they they get they get a new one every couple of years, man. Like it's yeah. just like it was. You know, Eminem had his time in the sun for like a very long time, and then you know what? You know, and I think Jeezy took over yeah. right there. I think Jeezy took over well, right when he, Macklemore won that Grammy. Yeah, that's exactly it. Jeezy, and then I, MGK had the little bit of time and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I um. Another thing I don't like about some of these, well, Jeezy for certain, don't know what it is. Every two years, he has one song. I can't deny, but listen to it. I, I really yeah. can't. Jeezy's got some bops, man. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Jeezy's got some good bops, man. Especially when he gets on a song with Tyga. They're an unstoppable. It's a weird, they cancel each other out and just make a wonderful album. Or, I'm sorry, wonderful record. Um but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm 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 happy for Kendrick, but I just, like seriously, Beyonce, um, Bad Bunny, or Kendrick uh, could have won over Harry Styles, and I would have, or Adele actually, yeah, could have won over Harry too. Styles, and uh, I I, I would have had no issues at all. But it, it was the one album I didn't listen to, and he won, and that's a little weird for me. Um, I, I did I have a feeling, really quick, but it's not that oh, bad. <laughs> Um, just, just the only thing I wanted to say is I've been in Australia for a couple of weeks and sometimes you have to be abroad to realize when you're being finessed. Um, I'm just now realizing that a phone plan is like incredibly simple and does not have to be as complicated as the States make it. You don't have to like sign a contract and, and pay all these, like, you know, if you, if you want to switch service, you got to pay all these fees and penalties and shit. If you go to a, a a phone store in Australia and just be like, hi, I'd like some phone service. They'd be like, all right, uh, so you're going to pay this monthly. Um, it's going to cost you $40. You get unlimited everything you are, you've ever wanted and get out, go, go home, <laughs> have, have a good day. And that was it. Uh, they literally told me like, hey, so um, you, you're going to get a new phone number. You got any ideas? You got anything you want? And I was like, what? I was like, just was fuck with them. I was like, so, uh, yeah, do you got anything like 420, 69, 69? And they're like, ah, that's actually pretty popular. Um, but <laughs> I can give you 69, 69, 420. And I was like, I was joking. I didn't realize that it worked like that. <laughs> this shit's just super easy. I also recently bought contact lenses in Australia. And in order to do that in the States, you literally have to get like, you have to go to an optometrist, set up an appointment, pay your copay, let your insurance cover it. And then you have to get a specific prescription for exactly what you want, which the doctor might not do because they might be affiliated with a certain brand. Um, here, I just went online was like, I would like contact lenses. And they're like, they're on the way, nigga. Go. <laughs> what are you, what are you worried have to about? go to a you pharmacy that's a it. network. Don't forget that part. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're getting the shit finessed out of us in certain, certain aspects. And I, uh, I'm just... You never realize it until until you get out of it and realize that certain shit is way more simple than we're making it. So I, I uh, recommend everybody get out and travel. And then maybe if enough people realize that we're getting finessed, we won't have to put up with this bullshit anymore. Or we go from communist. Or that. I just I just figured out I have to have like like some oral surgery and some like some sort of like special <laughs> antibiotic added to like my gums or some shit. And it's literally about to cost me, I think, about a good smooth fifteen hundred dollars. And I, oh, I thought even... it was going to be way more than that. <laughs> yeah, you must have decent insurance. I guess so. And then it's also like also like I can't even get an appointment. Like I can't call anywhere. Like everywhere is booked until like fucking July. And they're telling me. Like, oh, I no, Dennis to... right now. Dennis are they're they're more booked than plastic surgeons. They're you gotta wait like at least like six to eight months right now. 
Yeah, and it's fucked up. The dentist goes like, "Yeah, so you know, this thing is actually probably eating away at your teeth, and you guys have to, you have to hurry like pretty soon. Like, I don't, I think it's probably going to be like another few weeks before like your mouth is just like pretty much barren." And I was like, "So, what's your next <laughs> appointment?" Uh, I don't know. You know, we're pretty book solid right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> just... <laughs> it's fucked up, man. I I made a friend here that's a midwife. And um, just hearing like her talk about her job, I'm fascinated because in the States, it's like it, to have a baby in a hospital, it's going to cost you about $45,000. And basically, they're going to like they're going to deliver the baby um, and then put it in your arms and be like, by the way, that cost you $80 that you wanted to hold your baby. <laughs> um, if you want to cut the cord, that's going to be another 1400 And um, if you don't get out of here in, in, in two hours, uh, that's you're going to have to pay for another night, which is another four grand here um first of all it's free second you don't have to pay extra to cut the cord and hold your baby and third they have a chef on site that just like whatever the pregnant woman um wanted to eat you know that she was craving and now she had the baby and she can they they just make that hmm. that's uh that's part of your tab i think you pay like 40 <laughs> so too expensive yeah, we're, for my taste we're we're fucking up over here well, you can also you literally have like, your you know, baby and well, be like, I would like lobster, salmon, and um, a baked potato <laughs> and uh, collard greens. And they're like, yeah, no, I'm not, it's, on, it's on the way. Give me 20. <laughs> you could also pay $500 for some uh, good family insurance. And, you know, that can cover all that cost. Yeah, that. So anyway, um, stay woke. Just know you're being finessed and there's nothing you can do about it, I guess. I don't really know what the game is there, but... All right. Well, I got to go. So this is the No Relation Podcast. This is Alex. I'm saying bye. This is Joe signing off. Peace and blessings. This is Evan. This is the No Relation Podcast.